Hello, and welcome to Marathon Swim Stories with me, Shannon Keegan. If you've been listening to Marathon Swim Stories for a while, you're familiar with my frequent refrain. I love that. At times I wish I had a more interesting response, but it's true. I just love it. All of it. Like my guest today, Amy Gubser, I'm in love with open water marathon swimming. And I love every marathon swim story. It's the one hour a week that I drop everything and just listen. I'm smitten. And I'm recruiting, trying to cast my net far and wide. If you know someone who's marathon swimming intrigued, send them my way. Shannon at intrepidwater.com I want everyone to learn to swim efficiently, experience self-discovery, and uncover deep-seated determination. I want everyone to effuse joy like Amy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for being our guest today, Amy. What's your story? Goodness. Um, <laughs> water swimming. I, it is amazing. I'll just start off with that. And what a great group of people we are together with. I just, it's my pod, it's my people. Love it. Um, I, I came about it in a, I've always flirted with the water. So um, as a baby, my mom was a swimmer. She put me in the water right away. So I grew up in the pool. Um, I was a latchkey kid um, and she would drop me off at the pool for practice in the morning and I stayed for open swim and <laughs> work out and never left the pool in the summer. I don't think that I had clothes on other than my swimsuit. So, you know, I've always been around the water and I, I swam through college. And um, I think most swimmers have unfinished business that they leave the pool with. And um, it was time for me to hang up the suit and onward I moved. I transitioned into ocean lifeguarding. So I wasn't too far off the mark. And um, that's where my husband and I have I, I've known my husband since I was 10. We met in junior lifeguards. Oh, wow. But <laughs> we started dating after college and when we were lifeguarding on the beaches together. So that was, you know, kind of where I would do a two-mile swim every year. And it was just kind of a, lo- a fun little local um, peer-to-peer down in Manhattan Beach from Hermosa to Manhattan Beach down in California. And just little fun things. And I competed in beach lifeguards, did the open water swimming there, mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of voice flirted with it, but then um, got married, had kids and just totally threw myself into that. And um, my husband's a big surfer and we'd go surfing together and it, it, I like surfing, but I really love body surfing a little bit more. I like being in the water. Mm-hmm. But you'd always tell me, it's like, you got to find something for you. And finally my daughter's senior year in high school, a friend of mine urged me and just like kind of teased me in a way of <laughs> you say you're a swimmer, you're not going to come swimming with me and kind of egged me on. And it was February, it was 51 degrees. And, and I thought of every excuse in the book and he just called me out on <laughs> every angle. And so I had no other option. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And I went and like I said in my quick little bio, I put my toes in the water. It was shocking. I mean, I I thought for sure nobody could survive this. <laughs> There's no way. And this, this woman next to me who's absolutely fabulous, you know, she's in her 70s and 
she just gracefully waltzed into the water and I'm sitting here crying with my toes and I'm trying to lift my feet up and try to get out of the water while staying in, but you know, wasn't working like kind of like a cat when you're trying to bathe a cat. <laughs> and so I was like, I just couldn't figure it out. And um, he just dove into the water and started swimming a little bit. And, and I, I, I kind of creeped in and kind of got up to my shoulders and did breaststroke and uh, try to figure it out. And I was hysterical by this point. I couldn't even catch my breath because, you know, you lose yeah. your cold, you lose your yeah. breath. And he stopped and he took one look at me and pointed his finger and he goes, you put your face in that water and you swim. And I'm like, oh, and it <laughs> shocked me. <laughs> like, and it scared me. But I, I did. And, you know, uh, after about 50 swear words and a few like. <laughs> like a little distance I looked up and I, I made it a little bit and I was still alive and I was grateful for that <laughs> and then I put my face back in the water and um was catching up to him because he had already gone off a little bit and um then my body started warming up and I I could feel I just felt everything everything felt alive I've never had that that feeling I think through life you mute things so much and this is you just felt so vulnerable. You're in this cold water. Everything's just raw. And here you are engaging in this. So it was fantastic. And I immediately was hooked. And I came home that day and I I came home and I told my husband, I said, I found it. And he goes, what? What are you looking for? And I'm like, no, I found what I'm going to do. And he could not believe it. He thought I was absolutely bonkers, <laughs> but loved it. And so I would bribe him to go down to aquatic park and watch me swim. Cause I was a South end member, but I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I would give him a Ghirardelli's chocolate sundae or a hot chocolate. And could watch <laughs> <laughs> you know how boring that is. You know? yeah. I mean, I love being on people's swims, but like yeah. just going on aquatic park, I don't know, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I really felt, um, it was the most magical experience and I couldn't think of any other way to describe it than it just was every cell in your body is alive and, and you're just so in tune with your environment. And I just, yeah, I, I, it, it just, that was it. I was immediately hooked and love it first, love start. it first dip. <laughs> love it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's just really important to challenge yourself. And I've always told my kids, you know, you got to go out there and put yourself out there. And I was the first person that wasn't doing that until this. And yeah. now I'm out there and my kids are like, she's nuts. But we love her. <laughs> and I hope that, that they, they always challenge themselves in that way because they'll live very full, happy lives. And that's kind of where it's at. But oh, yeah. yeah, but I got into the bigger swims because I could do them. And I just thought it was really funny. I'm like this middle-aged kind of overweight woman. And, you know, I'm like, and I could do that. I could swim from here to there. And people just thought it was really funny. And I, yeah. I thought it was hysterical. And I would go to these swims. My husband is very athletic looking. And so we'd arrive at these swims with all our stuff. Like I went to... Um, Scar, and then I went to um, the Border Buster, meant for Magog. And, you know, I don't know that many people of, other than in California when I first started. And I'd arrive, and they'd immediately go start, start talking to my husband, and he'd just point. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> and, and he just loves it, too, because it makes him proud to be able to 
say, oh my gosh, you know, Amy swam this and Amy swam that. And this is what our plans are. It's just fun. But yeah, but meeting people all over the world has been absolutely phenomenal. Just, Mm -hmm. oh, just if you meet an open water swimmer, they meet you with open arms and laughs and just adventure. Just, I just love it. No matter where we end up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm recruiting any everybody. We want all of them to become swimmers. We want them all to help make the water clean and and be happy. <laughs> the world would be a happier place if we all swim, right? Exactly, exactly. I think that that's completely true. And through this pandemic, my goodness, it's been interesting to watch in San Francisco because our national park has remained open, whereas all the pools had closed. And during the summer months, we had a lot of pool swimmers make the transition to the open water. And it it was really phenomenal watching them. And some days I would go for my workout really early and I'd come back and I'd see a swimmer kind of on the shore, kind of in that same position that I was in many years, few years ago. And I'd, 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 I'd tease them into the water and just take them on a little mermaid swim around the cove and show them some neat things. And, and, you know, just because I think giving back is so crucial in our world. We, we personally invest a lot of time, but to be able to support your friend, I think you've, you've really got to help give back. It's just to be able to have other people be successful. It's, it's a team. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love it. I just want more people to enjoy it. And it's, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard you say you started swimming marathons because you could. So <laughs> how do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? Oh my gosh. Well, I've had some interesting completions. Um, you know, I, my first marathon swim was Tahoe. I swam the length of Tahoe. And if anyone's ever done that swim, it, it can be extremely challenging with the altitude the water temperature, obviously. Um, and then there could be winds, there's other factors. And um, I thought I was ready, but I, I finished that one on sheer determination <laughs> because I didn't want to do it again. And, oh. and I figured it didn't really matter what I looked like at the end. I'm not going for any records. You know, I'm not, I feel so free in that way. I feel that I can um, just complete things. Mm-hmm. And, I had a really good girlfriend come up because she just thought that was the craziest thing I was going to do. She rented a kayak and she paddled out to me. And I think I was two miles from the finish. And she just took one look at me and I was swimming slowly, swimming a lot of breaststroke. You know how that, (laughs) you know, when it's looking like that's probably, they're not going to finish. That's kind of was, I was in that mode. And she just took one look at me. She goes, you've got to be kidding me. You could finish this. (laughs) it was a perspective that I used at that moment and I, I was able to creep to the finish and I, I did it in a fine time. I, I think any time is amazing. There's always a story behind the swim. So being the first, I learned a lot and I, I was grateful for that lesson because I, I didn't know really how to train for my body because mm. everybody's body is different. Yeah. And I was following what other people had done and that just wasn't, what I needed. I needed to try something different. But when I trained for SCAR, then I figured out what my body needed. They, my body needs consecutive long distance training days. Like I, I train a lot more than some people, but it speaks to my body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so it's, it's great to talk to other swimmers to find out what their regimes are and how they complete, you know, get ready for big events. Um, and I, I am always learning 
and I always try things because I don't think that I'm completely dialed in. But once I learned how to train a little bit better for what my needs were and kind of how my recovery went would go, mm-hmm. it made such better difference. Oh my God. Then I had fun. Yeah. A lot more fun. <laughs> so yeah. 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 That's good. That to, you know, li- talking to other people and getting advice, it's a common recommendation for when we talk yeah. about aspiring marathon swimmers, but it's so true. Even just that, like, like you said, that everybody's body's different and you kind of got to try everything that everyone's done to not be like, Oh, that's not for me. Cause you, it might be. <laughs> well, like, you know, different feeding regimes. Um, you know, I, I've learned kind of really what works with my body, but I learned so much by trying other types of products other um like hydration balance like things like that and i i think that it's really important that you get that dialed in but i mean i i know so many really well accomplished swimmers that they're trying something new on a different swim just to kind of see how it goes and you know i i respect that like <laughs> like give it a go you know like what, what do we have to lose at this point like it's good to know exactly what works perfectly but sometimes your body does change and or conditions warrant something different like I think altitude you get dehydrated quicker you know mm. so you got more hydration or if you're in warmer water you're going to get dehydrated quicker you know like there's just certain factors mm-hmm. yeah there was an interesting thing when I did Tahoe too when you're swimming overnight that somebody was like you know, cause I was having trouble keeping my feeds down. And it's like one of those things where someone's like, well, your, your body doesn't usually, you don't usually sw- eat all night long. So you're like, it's kind of a shock to your body that you're like trying to swim and eat. Like, cause I didn't ever really practice <laughs> eating all night long while swimming all night long. So it took a while to, you know, become accustomed to that. But it's one of those things you don't think of training, eating all night long. <laughs> That's exactly the point. Like, I think on every swim, even might have it nailed like down to the, the minutes and you know like the, the the details it's something like that 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 your body will just be off or because it's so dark across that lake you can't see the other side your equilibrium's your mm-hmm. equilibrium's mm-hmm. off you can't find that horizon and then it makes you a little bit like off mm-hmm. off from the- so and then how do you get through that and I think what's more impressive is watching people sustain some pretty cat, some pretty amazing things that they have to overcome, like throwing up all night long and then regroup <laughs> morning and going, all right, different game plan, let's go. And then getting back on it. Like yeah. that's the most impressive swimmer to me. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Like that is just, that's an accomplishment. That's why I say it doesn't really matter about time. It's the story mm-hmm. and what during the swim. And sometimes there's those swims, like what stays on this, what happens on this swim. <laughs> And then there's like, oh my God, what did we learn? Or my God, that was the most miraculous accomplishment. Like I just, I love all those. Yeah. Yeah. The light and the dark, you know, it's, it's learning. Yeah. Tell us about this one you're most proud of. Goodness. Um, I've got a couple of them and for various reasons, I'll narrow it down. Um, The one that I'm most proud of was the North Channel. I worked really, really hard. Um, and prepared, I think, the most for that particular swim. And when I finished, I felt fantastic, despite the jellyfish stings and my skin dancing for two days. Um, I just felt like that was it. You know, like, I love the water temperature. I just prepared well. Um, it was It was really, it, it felt, everything just went as it should have. And I, I was so proud of that swim. And, you know, like, it's all of us know that that's a very hard, challenging yeah. challenge. 
and I just felt like, wow, that, that, that means I really could do this. You know, like that, that was like, that really made me feel solidified in the ability to be a good marathon swimmer and prepared. Mm-hmm. So I felt most, most like proud of that. But the other two swims that I feel were extremely important uh, was Monterey Bay. That one's longer mm-hmm. and colder mm-hmm. and um, sharkier. And um, I had so many jellyfish stings. I looked like a cutter afterwards. It was unbelievable. I think I, <laughs> I, I couldn't even count them and I still have some remaining scars, but oh, you wow. know, it was one of those things that was like less than a mile from shore when they were just so thick. It was like swimming through soup of jellyfish. Oh, God. Finish, you know? And so like, I was proud of that because like, who does that? <laughs> exactly. You do. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was number four and I knew the other three ladies, um, the first swimmer, Cindy Cleveland, she was my first boss as an ocean lifeguard. And mm. We used to think she was so silly. Like she would swim for hours and hours. And, and there you she, are. <laughs> Here I am. And she told me way back then, she goes, you need to join me. I know this is for you. I just wasn't there mentally. So yeah. I felt so accomplished and proud of that. And then the other one that I felt really proud of was the Santa Monica Bay. Cause not many people have done that one. And that one's 28 miles. So that was longer. And I kind of did it as more of a training swim to get ready for the North channel because of the water temperature being warmer, but boy, that was long. And like all you girls out there that swim like super, super long distance hats off to you. And I think the ladies, because there's less men that do it. (laughs) We're tough women, but hats off to you guys. Like that was, that was a really good accomplishment for me. And so that distance wise, I think that's what made me proud. But I think each swim as to all of us represents something different to mm-hmm. us. So um, I, I, you know, there's more to look forward to. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. Um, is there anything that you haven't finished that you maybe learned from? I had my first DNF um, this fall. Um, we went up to Tahoe. It was a Tahoe swim. <laughs> And um, I had worked a few night shifts in a row. Um, I'm a nurse and I stayed hydrated, but I, I don't think I was rested enough. And we went up there and immediately when I got in the water, I started cramping. I've never had that before. Oh, wow. Like, like severe cramps in my calves. So I just relaxed my legs, kicked from the hips, dragged my legs, kept my feet straight. Even I was swimming it with a friend of mine and he kept looking at me and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm having severe cramps in my legs. And he's like, oh, that's not like you. And I'm like, no, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, um, I got about three quarters of the way and then my hips locked up and I'm like, oh yeah. I like, I couldn't even get onto the boat. Like it was oh that bad. Gosh. And wow. so I had to stop. So physically there was something that happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was just lack of sleep, um, altitude, Altitude, altitude. Yeah, altitude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did. So I got a little lesson there. And um, I, you know, it was just one of those things. It just wasn't my day. I've never had that happen. And I think that it was really, really important. Um, I went back to get some more body work. It was hard, you know, during the pandemic to get the proper body work. 
I think I was just malaligned. I, you know, there's various factors, no excuses, but my friend finished. He looked great up there. Oh, there was also the fire. So the air quality was terrible. The CPI was like, like 200 plus. We really swam. It was really hazy. Um, But it was just like, it was like, we only had that one day to do it. Mm -hmm. So I, it's okay. It's, it, it's more important that um, I was there and finished supporting for my friend, um, Kirk, who finished. He did great. And um, he, we trained together often. So he just thought it was, he thought I was joking that I had to get out. He's like, you never quit. I'm like, I physically don't know if I can get in the boat. So <laughs> it might be time. But, you know, all those things. But yeah. We all have some experience that we learn from. And uh, sure, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Lynn was asking about Apache the year that only four people made it across. <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh my God. Well, first of all, I honestly believe that any swimmer would have made that swim. It was rough, but we're so low profile. Mm-hmm. The problem with, with the kayakers, they couldn't fight against the conditions. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, <laughs> took one look at my husband and I he's was really grateful to the kayak for me, but I took one look at him and I said, you make it through, you make it to the end because you'll never hear the end of this. And he, he's a good waterman. And so he was watching when the wind was whipping down the, toward the marina, down that big narrow um, stretch before you go up to the end. And um, he could see it like there'd be just blasts and gusts of wind that would come, but it would spin off the wall. And literally my husband, gave me two feeds to put in my, in my suit. And he said, we're not feeding for a while. And wow. I said, I realized that. And so he put his head down and he was able to make it. And he had to get through those gusts and we were against the cliff walls. Whereas most people were in the middle and they just got blown across the lake and then they were done. So I think he was watching the water well enough that I trusted that he was guiding me the right way. And thank God he's a big surfer. So he's in good shape and he sustained like, honestly, like if any other kayakers weren't blown off the course, they would, every swimmer would have made it. Like I I have no doubt in my mind, there's some tough cookies out there. And I, I was very proud of that accomplishment because I think people like, well, who are you? And I'm, you know, because that was my first big swim. And then I make it, I make this crazy, you know, like condition day. Like it was, 50 knot winds it was crazy mm-hmm. um but like I I I just me you know like I just thought it was funny but then we made it and then my husband got so hypothermic at the end we had to treat him oh, yeah, no. yeah. As soon as we finished it he had that let down and I was fine I was just like walking around in a towel and he's like he's shaking and then he couldn't make sense and he didn't know what he was doing and we lost his pants like you know that's how bad it was <laughs> We had to strip him and kind of get him dried off. Like he was back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it was a great effort on his part, but I made it because of him. Yeah. And, it's a good team. And, yeah. And I had Joe Zamatis. He jumped back. He had, he lost his kayaker and he came back, jumped back in the water and swam to the end with me. Oh, wow. And so technically it wasn't a completion, but he know he's, he could do it, but he had been on the boat for a little bit, jumped back in the water to swim with me. And I just gave him some of my feeds and we made it like, so I know every swimmer could have made it. It just, 
it was just too hard for those kayakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. How do you um, adapt when the when things are get rough out there in the middle? I like really rough water. I like really strong current. Like I feel um, when I have the most tension on the water with it, I feel more in control, if that makes sense. Um, so, and I train up in San Francisco where we have those currents so we can practice a lot in rough conditions. So I feel like that's an advantage for me. Like I'm not a pool swimmer where if I get splashed or um, there's a wind ripple on the water, it's going to throw me off. And I, I mean, I, I don't disrespect those swimmers. It's just how they have to train. So when they get into the open water, they have a lot more to overcome. So I have more respect for them, but I'm, I'm exposed to these elements. So I, I speak to them and, um, and so it doesn't bother me, but when something starts going awry, I think my first instinct is I've got to trust who's in the position of making the decisions. And so I really, before I go on any adventure, like with even my friends who I know we make stupid choices sometimes like to go swimming <laughs> in the craziest stuff, I trust them. Like, I know they're going to make it. I know they're not going to put me at risk. I know they're not going to put themselves at risk. And, or if we have to get out of the water, it's a non-issue. You just get out. Like it's, it's important. Um, that you trust who's with you mm -hmm. and yeah you just you make it you make a pact when you get in the water together and then you you got to just make it work together and then when it goes crazy you just got to make the safest choice and get out and move on but it it's so you don't know how crazy things can what you can tolerate without trying so yeah. i kind of push it <laughs> I kind of push it. I've had some really fun, crazy swims. And, tell, uh, tell, tell us a story about a fun, crazy swim. <laughs> well, uh, it involved, well, two of them involved Linton from Australia. So Linton came to San Francisco and we decided to do a Bay Bridge to Golden Gate Bridge. And it was on a very windy, very big surf day. And the way the surf was coming in, to San Francisco, it was breaking at Fort Point, which is right under the Golden Gate Bridge and a big wave, not like a little wave, <laughs> like I'd say about eight to 10 foot wave, you know, so wow. it was large swell. So um, it was a very big ebb. So we had really big current. So the swim is gonna take, it's a 10 mile swim, but it's current assist. So it, despite being rough and bumpy um, in certain spots, it the, the 10 mile, uh, that six mile swim, 10 K took an hour and 40 minutes. That's how fast wow. we were going. Yeah. Like we were flying, but you know, again, it was the conditions that were what we were training for. Like we were going for these specific conditions. So at one point we had, we, we were swimming and it was so rough near Alcatraz Island that we just tucked closer. So we actually touched the Island and then we went toward the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, the current was pushing us literally into the South Tower. And I looked at Linton and I looked, I mean, it was sucking and surging. So like the, the elevation of the wave was going at least 15 feet on the tower. Wow. And we were pushed, getting pushed right into that. And I looked at Linton and I said, we need, I, he goes, I, I said, I'm scared. And he goes, you're scared now? Because it was rough and crazy and windy. And, um, and I said, we need to sprint. And so we sprinted so hard 
and we made it around the north part of the south tower whereas our friend got sucked to the south literally almost got plastered on the tower like i thought we were going to be oh my god and so we he just couldn't break that current and so he had to go with it and um he didn't panic he just went and just swam hard to make sure that he wasn't going to get you know, like a, a hood or ornament against the tower but that was a crazy one and um and we were all laughing afterwards when we were coming in on the boat because we loaded up after we got under the bridge. We were surfing the waves through the Golden Gate Bridge. It was wow. unbelievable. And it was a 26 foot long boat. And we were still in the waves, like surfing in San Francisco. Wow. So it was, it was really big. <laughs> and um, we still talk about that to this day. We're like, that was terrifying, but fun. But we also knew that when we had to put the burners on, we could do it. And he um, swims a lot in surf, but not wind. So he needed that wind because he was getting ready for North Channel and he didn't know what conditions he was going to get. So he definitely um, pushed it there. (laughs) And that was super fun. And we still laugh and talk about it. Um, Any of the training that we do at Hit the Wall in Ireland, super fun. They do some crazy fun things. That's like a 10 hour swim and 10 degree water like who does that in may but we make it fun you know like i i said to the group of us there we all kind of were like oh well, let's just make it fun so the last time we went two years ago um i said let's tell each other dirty jokes to get her get through well susan knight she's got some good ones <laughs> so we kept telling dirty jokes um at each stop and we would come back to each other but we all work together like there'd be some grumpy points that a swimmer would have to get through. And at the end, one of the swimmers, he was really hypothermic and we waited for him and I physically helped carry him out of the water. Well, he made that channel that year. And he said, he goes, I made it because I knew you believed in me. Cause I can't, we all would check in on him. And um, he, he, in his mind had to make that 10 hour qualifier. And he, I, we all knew he would, could make, the north channel after that and you know like that's what's so exciting is like it might be crazy but if you work together you could get through it it's it may not be fun like no one training's not fun (laughs) but we all have to kind of put in our work yeah yeah but you can make it kind of fun like to right now we have a group of swimmers we're all different speeds so we have a game we catch one of our swimmers we let them go and when we get to him, then we have to do like stroke work or something like that. But so we make it fun, you know, just so we can all stay together and yeah. um, support one another. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you have a pod of people that all want to swim a long way. That's great. <laughs> I feel I feel very lucky because I know other people in other places don't have that. And I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that. Because I know when I go by myself, it takes a bit more mind prep and (laughs) confidence it's hard it's hard to stick to your game plan like you're like oh i got two hours today well (laughs) how do you read my mind (laughs) (laughs) god i could really use a cup of coffee right now (laughs) yeah you know i i i think that actually the stronger swimmers mentally are the ones that have to do it themselves and pull it from the inside I, I feel like I have it easier. Um, I'm lucky um, and I'm inclusive. Like anybody is welcome to join us. Like people of all levels and abilities, we don't care. Like you could turn around as long as we know that you're safe 
to go back to where we started, you could totally join us. Like we're not, you know, we're not in a position of saying, oh no. And we're not fast. Like we really, really want to encourage everybody. So, Mm -hmm. and like we, we, we stage it so that we all kind of catch up together, which is nice. Yeah, that's great. Has has your um, swim technique evolved since you started marathon swimming? Um, Just having been I, a life like college swimmer and all that stuff. I I frequently have to work on my stroke, and I had um, surgery last year. I'd fallen, and I had to get a little surgery on my shoulder. So any shoulder work is always kind of challenging. Um, I just try to keep my stroke as efficient as I can. I mean, unfortunately, um, body size Im- impacts kind of your flow through the water. And right now I've got my biopreme for my next swim on and maybe COVID-19. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, so I feel like I'm a little slower right now, but I don't think that that's a disadvantage. I can tolerate cold just as easily. Um, but I try to really make sure that I'm working efficiently. So I'm not putting too much strain on those shoulders. Cause these are, these are our business. Yeah, yeah exactly. They carry us yeah. through. <laughs> they totally do. And we carry a lot on them, you yes. know, outside yeah. of this water. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, how has the pandemic been for you? Oh boy. Well, I'm a pediatric critical care, congenital cardiac and a neonatal intensive care nurse. So, and also I do house supervisor for UCSF, which is a very large hospital. Um, It's been crazy. So I have not had a mental or emotional break. So getting in the water for me is my grounding force. It's important. It's my health, my sanity, my religion. Um, And I, I just can't believe a lot of other people had to be without this for so long. And I just feel so sad for them because that must've been very difficult. Um, I know everybody's made it through, but now we got this other wave. We don't know what's happening. Things are shutting down again. Um, you know, so I think my outside through the pandemic is, is equally as stressful. (laughs) So it's nice to have the grounding force of the water. I need it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I even have a note from my doctor that I keep in my car and I have a note from the hospital that I get permission to travel into San Francisco to swim because they know it's my mental health. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like, I mean, if somebody stops me, I can at least justify it, but it's hard, you know, when things close down, I don't want to be the privileged one, but boy, I'm, I'm working hard outside of the water. So I'm trying to save lives. So it's one of those things. Yeah, for the work you do, my goodness. Yeah. What motivates you to keep going? Boy, um, you know what motivates me to keep going are the kids that I take care of. Um, They, kids are amazing and they're so simplistic in how they view things. Um, There's one kid that um, I'm taking care of right now. She's literally waiting a heart and a kidney transplant. And she's on an external device that's her heart. And she um, has the most incredible insight. She's six, she's six years old. And um, oh my God, she, um, I, I told her I was a mermaid and she's extremely pragmatic. And she's like, no, you're not. Well, I've fully convinced her that I am. 
I have shared photos. Thank, thank you, all of you who's given me videos and photos. Um, she thinks Jamie Monaghan is the most beautiful Iceland swimmer. No, Greenland, no, Iceland swimmer, because she doesn't understand Greenland's colder than Iceland. <laughs> and I showed her that picture of Jamie on, you know, swimming um, up in the Arctic Circle. And I told her that she was the royal party from Iceland. And she just, she goes, can I see her again? And she <laughs> loved it. And then Christopher um, Draft has been doing these mermaid videos in Lake Walden. Mm -hmm. And I show them to her and she is just captivated. So I show her pictures of us swimming in San Francisco. And she's like, well, why do you look like a person? And I said, well, the fishermen would catch us. We're <laughs> swimmers. And she is just like, she'll shush me sometimes if she sees somebody listening. She's like, we can't let our secret get out. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that motivates me to keep going. And like, if you look at your hand and it makes an M mark with the lines, that's a sign that you are a mermaid in your past life. <laughs> and so it's things, little things like that. Like, um, so for her to fight every day to stay alive and I'm complaining because I'm chafing for <laughs> like a mile or the water might be a little cold or, you know, my idea might not come together. Like it's so insignificant compared to what she has to struggle through. So if I could fight through to honor and respect her, then I do it. Yeah. And there's been many others that have spoken to me that way, but it's just kind of, she's my mermaid friend. And um, <laughs> so she's the first one that really talks mermaids with me all the time <laughs> and wants to hear stories. So if anybody's got a good mermaid story, send it my way. I, <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I make them up on, on a, a quick minute, but <laughs> yeah. And they involve whales and turtles and, and shell phones she really wants she doesn't understand that shell phones don't take photos <laughs> she wants me to bring a shell phone so I brought a, a shell in the water and I put it in the water I'm like well you can't hear it unless you're in the water so. <laughs> thank goodness it's a little gullible but yeah oh yeah well she's that's awesome you're giving her things yeah. to look forward to that's fantastic yeah yeah but I think that when we go to that 18th mile spot and you're in that dark spot, you got to find some light, yeah. you know, yeah, twist it. And so yeah. trying to find something to speak to you to get you through that is really important. Yeah. So I, I practice that. And then I just try that on myself when I'm in that mode. <laughs> so That's great advice. Um, yeah. What other advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Oh boy. Um, my advice is to try it. I don't care how crazy it is. We're all going to indulge you. <laughs> we're all going to think it's absolutely bonkers, but go for it. Because like we learn so much, like just admiration and we learn what our bodies are capable of by people pushing it. So why not? Like, I think a failure sometimes is equally as successful. So why not just put yourself out there and give it a go? I think that that's what makes me most proud is when somebody just pushes and just gives it a go. So my advice is just to go for it. It might be crazy. It could be around a buoy for God's sakes, but get out there and just try it, you know? Excellent, excellent advice. What marathon swimmer has inspired you? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I grew up with Cindy Cleveland and um, I really was unaware of her um, pioneering 
a lot of the sport in the Southern California area. And I grew up with John York. My husband actually in his teens would paddle for them on a long prone paddleboard um, for safety for the swims. So he's been helping out with marathon swims for many years. And his father used to help crew for Lynn Cox because he was a Long Beach lifeguard. So I was aware of Lynn Cox as well. Um, but again, like just, to, she's so unassuming and just so humble that like, what an amazing woman to represent our sport. I am absolutely in love with everybody that's out there. Um, I just, Sarah, Jamie, uh, Caroline, I, I could just rattle off the list. You all are amazing because of your humble approach and just you're, you're not, you don't appear at all to have airs and you're willing to talk to people and encourage people. I just, if that's what we give back and that's the image we portray, awesome. I mean, our competitive days in the pool, I am so glad to be over with those because <laughs> your teammates are what your enemy the next day, you know, in the water. Whereas here it's kind of fun. Like, it's like, Oh, you're going to do that swim. Wow. Awesome. You know, like nothing but encouragement. I just love that. So mm -hmm. I, yeah. I draw a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of strength from people. And I, I, I trained a lot with Cameron Bellamy. Um, he came to San Francisco cause we swam Gibraltar together. Oh, cool. And I, I beat him by a second. So that's my claim to fame. I beat him up on the rock because I didn't want him to beat me. I'm like, if he's gorgeous, I'm going to be a fat old lady. I'm going to get up that rock quicker than he did. And I did. <laughs> but but I, I he, just his determination, he's also an amazing spokesman and testimony. I just, yeah, we're, we're so lucky to be surrounded by amazing people. Yeah. Good hearted people. Right. Yeah. And it's something, it's interesting. You're making me think of um, just like the way you were talking about beating him by a second. So it's like your competitive days, they're not behind you, but, but it's more like we're, we're competing and pushing our limits. It's like, it's yeah. different than when you're on the block and you're like, who's going to execute the perfect flip turn and who's going to, you know, touch the pad first. So, but it, I don't know, it's been, it's interesting. Cause I, I see myself go through those things too. Like, Oh, I'm not competitive. But then like, I was talking to Sue Phillips last week and we were playing leapfrog and Masa Whippy last year. And like, and it, it, it kept me going, you know? So the, that's true. That's and, true. You know, right. Seeing somebody do a swim, a friend is doing something and you support and encourage them, but you're like, maybe I could do that too. You know, like there's just, yeah. but yeah. it's like the, it's the limit pushing, you know, but it's, but it's all good. It's all good limit pushing, knowing well, yourself better. Right. Exactly, exactly. Knowing yourself better. And also, like, by you pushing, then that person steps it up a notch, too. And so yeah. you're bringing out the best in each other. Right. And that's what's more incredible to celebrate is that um, I just I love that. Like, you're right. If I Amy Frick and I had um, Scar together and I swear to God, we were neck and neck the whole entire time. The whole time I would just look at it. It was so funny because we're both Amy's. And of course she'd go ahead and I had to catch her. And then I'd come all ahead and then she had to catch me. So I get it. I mean, I am competitive, but I just think it's in a different way of more inclusiveness. Not so like, what's my advantage over you? Right, I right. It's definitely, the mentality is different, but I think it's like a, it's like a, um, a productive use of that competitive nature, you know, like versus right. it being just this, like a 
you know, how many hundredths of a second can I beat you by? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's, Not that's, that there's that's anything wrong with the people that want to compete in that way. <laughs> I just, I just like yeah. the, the openness and the, you know, the airiness of the open water swimming and marathon swimming. So. Yeah. I think Phil, Phil White coined it perfectly. No lanes, no lines, no limits. Yeah. I, I love that. That's, mm-hmm. that's just exactly what resonates. Yep. But um, yeah, it's just funny that we can swim from one place to another. I just love that. I know yeah. me too. That was, yeah, that's anytime I'm talking to a new, new swimmer or whatever, and they're just getting started. That's like that, that feeling. I'll never forget that feeling of like swimming across a lake and someone being like, Oh, where, you know, where do you swim from? You're like, Oh, the other side, you know, and it was only like five miles long, but it, it like, it's an amazing feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal. It's a totally big deal. It is. It's true. People. Um, I think a lot of people are not comfortable in the water. Yes. is the bottom line or just don't feel that they are efficient in the water and i would more i would i would i effortly i effortlessly swim like i just like there's no effort when i swim yeah walking sometimes is more effort so <laughs> people don't understand that I know. it's the gravity it's the gravity gravity is tough <laughs> totally i know tough it's true yeah that's I tell people that too like when people are like oh my god how could you swim that far I'm like it's a lot more like you know like I get that it's hard for some people but for me it's like walking but easier (laughs) but I'm with you that it's easier without the gravity (laughs) true it's so true yeah I think that we would if I had to walk 22 miles I could do it for sure but I think I would probably be a lot more sore than when I get up from a marathon swim (laughs) I'm just more tired (laughs) oh thank you so much for being our guest today amy it's been fun to talk to you yeah well it was great thank you so much and i wish everybody a great 2021 let's uh, see some really cool swims i know let's do it (laughs) all right you guys have a good week we'll talk to you next week bye take care bye-bye are you ready to swim smarter check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.